Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm Joe Niehoff, your host. Tonight we are talking about your daily fantasy sports DraftKings lineups. Uh, and get you guys prepared for this Sunday. Um, I have my brother here with me tonight. Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing great tonight. I'm taking a look at my teams here and uh, putting together a great lineup. We'll be able to talk about and see what it all shapes out to be here. Awesome. Very good. Well, why don't we uh, dive into the recap from last week? So we had three uh, winners from last week that beat the experts. Uh, the experts, just if you've been paying attention, are still yet to be the top scorer in any given week. <laughs> so we'll do it one of these times. K. Walty, 14, he is on the list again. He's doing a really good job this season. Uh, congratulations, Kevin. Uh, answer book. So I've been going back and forth with the answer book on the social media portion of DraftKings. Um, I actually don't know who answer book is personally. So he's somebody that listens to us that we don't know. Uh, but he has won quite a few. Uh, and done a pretty good job. So, uh, good, good for him. Good job, answer books there. And then Caleb does fantasy. He was one of our guests a few weeks back. Um, so, good congratulations to them. Our top expert this week was John, who you haven't heard from for a few weeks, but he's still around. He's still doing his thing. All right, he's still so, alive. He's still least. alive. He's not dead yet. Um, <laughs> diving into it, Bobby. Our first, uh, you know, first ones here. I'm going to let you get to the, your top stack of the week. My my big sack. I, uh, if you listen to our weekly podcast, you'll know I'm big on Ryan Tannehill again this week. I'm pairing him with AJ Brown and having a little comeback with Michael Pittman. He had a big week last week, so more people are probably going to be on Pittman again. Um, but he has scored at least uh, twenty points three times this year. Uh, all of them being against not so great teams. Last time against Tennessee, he only got 13, but he had six targets. Uh, I'm sorry, he had 12 targets, six catches. So I see that number of targets being fairly large again this week and Pittman being able to churn uh, out a little bit more of productivity. Um, so that's that's my stack with a nice little comeback there. Yeah, nice. I like the, the mention of the comeback too. We don't always mention those guys in our in our conversations um for me this week uh if you're looking on the cheap side something that you can make a pretty good team with is jacksonville um or at least i feel like it's a pretty good team so as trevor lawrence uh, going against seattle's defense hasn't been very good and i feel like there's stackable player marvin jones there um that's not the one i'm going to highlight for you guys but again something to think about um and honestly that could be a good one for a reverse as well with like a dk metcalf or something so Good game to look at if you're trying to make a stack. Uh, the one, and it's hard to not say this game, um, but the one game and the one player in particular that I like uh, this week is Josh Allen. Um, I think you can stack him with 
any one of his wide receivers. You can get a mm-hmm. double stack. You can go cheap on the double stack with the, at least on the wide receiver side. Um, right. Not that you know, fifty four hundred is not much at all for Emmanuel. Right. Sanders. I was gonna say Emmanuel Sanders is only fifty four hundred, and yeah, I think and, Beasley's, and Beasley's forty nine, and yeah. Knox is out. So Beasley at forty nine, you know, he becomes a really good play. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like to do the the stacks, the double stacks I've told you about, where if I see a game I like and a team I like, I sometimes like going with the running back with the quarterback. I know John doesn't like that, uh, but it's a stack that I've entertained every once in a while. It's won me some money. Um, so Zach Moss, again, another guy, fifty two hundred. That's a pretty cheap price for for uh, a running back um, in this particular case. So I like that double stack. Um, there's a lot of ver- variations of double stack with Josh Allen. Um, so game that I'm definitely targeting. And then on the reverse side, if you're talking about comebacks, um, you know, Gaskins could have a better game this week because Malcolm Brown isn't playing. Um, and that's the, one of the only guys I'm looking at. I mean, it's tough to play Waddle, um, knowing that he'll probably be matched up against Tredavious White. And I would really not mind playing Jaseki because he's, he's turned it on since they played Vegas and had some really good weeks. Um, but Buffalo is pretty good against the tight end. So the comebacker may not make sense in that stack. Um, but something that I like for sure. Yeah. Don't hate it. Yep. All right. Uh, position by position. Um, what do you like at quarterback at this week? Outside of Tannehill. I mean, you already mentioned Josh Allen. He is at the top though, at that 8,100. I like to try and, um, kind of see what I can do to save a little bit money at the position. Um, I really like Trevor Lawrence a lot this week. He's going up against Seattle. Um, this should be kind of a, a, a back and forth kind of games. I, I can see this being both a high scoring game and a game that punts all the time um, because these defenses aren't very great, but the offenses are also not so hot. Um, yeah. So, but you can grab Trevor Lawrence um, and, and he is only 5,500. You can pair him up with uh, a stack potentially um, pretty cheap. And uh, I'll talk about Marvin Jones in a little bit, uh, but somebody that you can pair him with. If you are trying to save a little bit of money, that is someone that I love. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's got one of the highest floors, and he's one of the most consistent players week to week. He has been top 10 at the position almost every single week that he has played. And so um, you're definitely going to get some consistency out of him. And he is the fifth most expensive quarterback on the slate. I think he is actually undervalued for the week and uh, should cost a little bit more just given the matchup against Detroit and the pro, uh, the productivity and the consistency that he's been able to put out. Yeah, I like that. And for me, um, obviously I mentioned Josh Allen just a second ago. There are some cheaper options that I think are, are definitely viable. Jameis Winston is one of them for me. Um, I think you could have a, a surprisingly good week. Um, the hardest part about picking Jameis Winston, I do like to go with stacks. And there's just really not a player other than Kamara to stack with him. And on the Kamara side, he's 8,700 against one of the best run defenses in the league in Tampa. So it's hard to pick Kamara to stack uh, with Winston. So that's the only reason I don't like it. But I do think he could have a really good week. Um, it could be an option. This could be one of those... The millionaire this week could be a very different team than maybe what we've seen um, for a number of reasons. Uh, but if, and with that being said, if Winston does have a good week, 
he's going to have to throw the ball to somebody and somebody's going to have to catch it for mm-hmm. him to have those good weeks. And the guy that I will highlight um, as a potential to, to pay attention to is uh, Traquan Smith. So it's not that he came back last week after being injured for the whole season, had three targets, only caught one ball. Um, consider that like a preseason game for him, right? The guy didn't play all of preseason, didn't play the regular season. Here he is coming back, and that was kind of like his, his first real game back, getting his legs underneath him. Uh, I think he could have a decent week, um, and he's super cheap at 3900 bucks. So there you go uh, as far as, you know, the quarterback I like. Running backs, Bob, you got anybody that stands out? Um, so one guy that a lot of people will probably be avoiding given his price point and the fact that he is playing against Tampa Bay is Alvin Kamara. You kind of mentioned him a little bit ago. Um, he's 8700 but the way that you attack Tampa Bay, the way that you have productivity in the running back position is by throwing the ball to your running back, Alvin Kamara, is maybe the best current uh, healthy uh, running back out of the backfield. And uh, so that's where I see him getting a lot more of his work. We saw him do some really creative and fun things last week, and he scored almost 37 total points at only 8,700. Someone to definitely take a look at. One game at the running back position that I am actually really interested in is Austin Eckler. Um, he's at 7,900. He is at home against New England. And I like Damian Harris a lot this week. Chargers are the way that you move the ball against San Diego more so than anything else is against the run. And just one interesting stat that pops out here, Damian Harris is uh, third best or has the third most uh, carries within the side within the five yard line at seven, um, and when he's getting the ball inside the five yard line, he is more than not more often than not punching that ball in. Um, so someone to definitely be able to grab. He is on a little bit of the cheaper side. He's only sixty one hundred. Um, and then if you're gonna jump down, you already mentioned Zach Moss. I'll, I'll let you kind of talk a little bit more about him. But Kenneth Gainwell um, has the potential to have a bigger game because of when they put out pricing and stuff. Um, he is only 5000 Now, Miles Sanders, 5100 so that might not be too much of a, a price difference even if uh, Sanders wasn't playing. But 5000 at the position uh, helps to open up some opportunities at a couple other places and someone to definitely keep an eye and be able to grab. Yeah, I'm going to just make a quick comment on Zach Moss. I mean, I think Buffalo kind of controls that game, uh, and he'll get more carries and be more involved. But the the thing that to temper expectations there, he's had some good weeks, but his best week is 18 points. And with his price point at 5,200, you need 15 out of him. And he's done that twice. So don't, you know, don't jump all over him thinking he's going to be this great pick. Um, he could be an option, uh, but not somebody that I'm like, jumping all over and think I have to have. I'd probably rather have Kenneth Gainwell um, in that particular instance between those two, just at price point. On running backs, though, I have, honestly, my team this week will have a combination of these four running backs. Um, And I I really do like all four of them. Um, But there's three I like more. So Joe Mixon will probably be on every one of my teams. Same with James Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Both of those guys are in for a good week this week. The only thing with Robinson is they are at Seattle, although I think that game will be 
won by Jacksonville. Being in Seattle makes it a little bit of a tougher environment for mm-hmm. in general. So you never really know. But that, that may not be ideal. Uh, and then the last one is Darnell Henderson Jr. Um, playing against Houston. I, Houston's just brutal. Right. Um, right. You know, the only thing that makes me a little bit concerned is they played Detroit last week and he had kind of a blah week. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern with him. Um, but he's definitely one. And the last guy in that same price area is uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, so Ayers, or Atlanta's 28th against running backs at the position on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think his floor is what's attracted to me. So he has to get – he's 6,000. He's got to get you 18 points. Um, I think, to me, his floor is probably around 12 to 15. So if I'm looking at 12 to 15 points with an upside of getting you know, his highest point total is 21. Um, so if I have an upside at 20-some-odd points with him, um, may not be a bad price that I'm, I'm going to be pretty confident I'm going to get some good points out of. Um, so that's me on running backs. Wide receivers, who do you got, Bob? Um, I already mentioned A.J. Brown. We already mentioned um, Emmanuel Sanders. Another guy, Pittman, we already talked about. Um, on top of that, I really like her. Um, I really like Cortland Sutton this week. He is just – he's getting – a lot of targets last week was his uh, second lowest total, but uh, he's prior to that, he got 11 and 14 targets. Um, so the, the work is definitely there. It's going up against one of the worst teams uh, secondary wise with Washington. They're at home against Washington. I see this as a big Sutton game, something that he can really pull that out. He's got, he's only 6,400. Um, so that's one guy that I can definitely see ending up on a lot of my targets. Marvin Jones, I had mentioned earlier as well. He is second best in the league in terms of end zone targets. Um, he's he's tied for for end zone targets with seven on the season. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he has three so far this year, um, and he had his first 100-yard game last week. He is definitely gelling more and more with um with Trevor Lawrence and, and that's just part of him just being a very much a professional. He's when when he gets asked to do a, a seven yard out, he's doing a seven yard out. Uh, there's no variation in terms of what he's doing or where he is at on the field and that's just building that trust there. Um if you want to stay within that same game, you can uh get a little bit more creative, save a little bit more and open yourself up more for some of those bigger, uh, bigger price guys. If you want to grab Chanel, he is only 4,700. He had 10 targets last week. Again, um, just one of those bigger games for him. Uh, he had six for 54, his best game so far He has no touchdowns, um, yet this season. So I, I see that maybe changing, especially against this poor Seattle secondary. Um, just a couple of guys to definitely keep an eye on if you're trying to get a little bit of creative and, and have something there. You already mentioned Beasley as well, so I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, keep an eye on Jerry Judy. Same game with uh, Sutton there. He may be coming off IR this week, and so at only 4,900, a, uh, a definite possibility. One last guy I want to mention, 4,700. That's Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he only got three for 14, so people are probably going to be off him. He's been dropping a lot of balls the last couple of weeks. But over the last three, uh, four weeks, I should say, um, 
he has almost 40 targets. Yeah, that's pretty good. And so the work is there. It's just a matter of him catching something and doing a little bit more with it. Now, the weeks that he's done anything over 10 points, he's scored a touchdown in. Um, but something to definitely keep an eye on. And again, at 4700 cheaper and allows you to kind of open up the ability to get some of those higher price guys. Yep, yep, good, good, good. Um, so with me, uh, I like anybody in Buffalo. I've, I've mentioned that before. Um, uh, so, you know, any of those guys in Buffalo are, I think are good picks this week. It's hard to deny Cooper Cup. It really, really is. I mean, the last two weeks, it, he was fairly high-priced. Um, but li- listen to the, the receptions. This is not even – he's had double-digit targets every week all, all season, okay? Receptions, though, 7, 9, 9, 5, 7, 9, 10, okay? He's got nine – count them – Nine touchdowns in seven games. Right. I understand his price points nine thousand, but uh, I it's hard to not right. How do you at least mention him before right. wide receiver? Right. Um, but anyway, so going back into like the nitty gritties of all this, um, some guys that I like, I you know I like the price point for like a Chris Godwin. Right, playing against New Orleans is mm-hmm. uh, he's not going to be against Lattimore that often, but I, I do like him, um, and I think that's going to be a you know I think Tampa could be playing from behind in that game for the first time in a long time, uh, and if that is the case, then you're going to want yourself some Godwin. Um, but there's not a lot of cheap wide receivers this week that you can get reasonably excited about. There really isn't, you know, that the, there's not. I mean, there's there's just not that many cheapos that you're going to be like, ooh, this guy's going to bring me some value. Um, so, you know, maybe one guy to, to look at as a possibility is Corey Davis. Um, they're going to be behind, so they're going to have to throw the ball, but they've been behind all season. He, he's surpassed 10 targets once. So, again, it's it's hard. It's hard to really find value this week in wide receiver. Um, I think you can get a little bit of values in running backs, uh, but wide receiver is difficult um, to really mm-hmm. narrow down a, a player that you can get excited about. One guy you didn't mention that I'm going to mention is DJ Moore um, playing against the Atlanta defense that uh, he should be able to take some some good plays uh, against. And he's another guy that's had, you know, of the seven weeks, five of them have been double-digit targets. Right. So it gives you an idea what to expect there. Tight ends, Bobby, got anybody? Um, Kyle Pitts had his probably his best game that he'll have all season. Um, I do not see him – getting more than 160 yards again this year. Um, that's not exactly a bold statement, but at the same time, um, Titans typically don't have that type of production. He's 6,300. Um, so when you compare him to really, you know, he kind of plays that wide receiver position, uh, but he's classified as a tight end. So he's being priced the same as like Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, a little bit over Lockett, A.J. Brown. Um, yeah, like you know, Thomas, I guess, for so. him at 6,300, I think that's just a lot, to be honest with you. Right, right. And it's hard to not like him because he is getting that usage. Um, this is the third game in a row that he's had over eight targets. Um, and so that usage is going up. He's learning the offense a lot faster than, than I ever predicted he would. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to be 
paying down at another position. You can pay a little bit more at the tight end, especially if you like a couple of those cheaper wide receivers. You can grab Pitts essentially, like I said, as another wide receiver. They're playing against Carolina. Their defense hasn't really been so great late uh, as of late. Um, another guy that I really like, Dallas Goddard. He's playing a lot more uh, consistently. He's coming around. Um now, last week, five targets. He got three for 70, gave him about 12 points. But when he's only uh, 4,700, you're right in that wheelhouse in terms of what you're looking for in terms of a, a get back there. Um, Houston is your defense to target against the tight end. And this week, that means uh, Mr. Higby. Um, so a potential for him to probably score a touchdown. I believe Houston's allowed at almost like a touchdown every game against tight ends. Um, CJ Uzama is still underpriced, but that's partially due to some of the inconsistency. Um, he had a really big game last week, you know, 24 total points, three catches on three targets. Two of them ended up as touchdowns uh, last four games. He has five touchdowns. Uh, and so, you know, somebody to definitely keep an eye on his price has gone up every week over the last four weeks. Um, you know, he was 2,600 when he first went off for five for 95 and two. Um, so this is his highest price that you would be paying for him, but he's in a, in a very good matchup against the jets that you were uh, mentioning. Yeah. Earlier. And, and with him, he's uh he's the definition of a boomer bust cheap tight end. Right. right. So you need nine. Exactly. Points, but you could very easily go out and get five from him. Right. You know what I'm saying like, or, so or two. even. Right. Like. So it's, you're, you're hoping for the best there. Um, and he could be a good value, like you said, but we'll see. Right. We'll see as it it, in those games that, to your point, in those games that he did not score a touchdown, he didn't get over 36 yards. Yeah. So you're either getting three or you're getting 23. Yeah. So um, you mentioned every tight end. So I'm only going to mention the I, one guy. I didn't. <laughs> Pretty damn close there, Bobby. And we can go back and count. But no, I didn't. Count. I didn't mention Gasecki or Noah Fant. Or yeah, Bukowski but Kowski. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, or Hunter let Henry. You, let me tell you the one guy I want to mention. <laughs> you just said his name. Hunter Henry is the only one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, he is going back to LA to, against the Chargers. Which, by the way, you called them the San Diego Chargers earlier. Um, but he is I going do that back all there. The time. I know you do. Um, you, you've you've been all over the place on names and stuff tonight. Um, some pretty. I mean, he's gotten four touchdowns four week or four four weeks yeah. in a row. He's received a touchdown. So, right. if if he does that again, I would think that he's going to do his darndest to make sure that he's playing the best that he possibly can against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be you know super heightened, but it just comes down to whether or not they can get the ball to him. So right. they get down towards the goal line. I, I can totally see them trying to get uh, their uh, Hunter Henry in the end zone. So. Expect him, in my opinion, if you're looking for a cheap-ish um, tight end and you feel like you yeah. have too much exposure to the Rams game uh, and you don't want to go with Higby, Henry at 4200 right underneath him could be yeah. a decent price. And he's a guy that, like, if you look at, oh, well, let's, if he doesn't get those kind of fluky touchdowns, what am I looking at? Well, there, the first three games he didn't score a touchdown, uh, but he still had at least six points in every game. So he's not decimating you in the way that like I mentioned before Uzama does where he gets three points um, yeah. you're getting at least six eight points and even 
a couple weeks ago. Uh, he scored 19 points. So, and that was with a touchdown. So that means without, he's got 13. Um, that's three times what you're looking for at that 4,200. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last two weeks, only four points off of receptions and yards, uh, 4.3 and 4.5. So yeah, with that touchdown kind of helped time. him out. And that, that, that hurts. But even again, even that just tells you that he's involved in the passing game. You right. should expect. You know, I would think his floor this week's probably around seven points, right? So if I'm getting seven points out of him, I'm not happy, but I'm not like it's not dragging my team down so bad that I don't have a shot at anything. Right. And again, Henry is, you know, one of those better upside, cheaper tight ends to your yep. point. Yep. All right. Good. Who, All right. So last uh, piece. who won it last time? Who won the our our game or who won? No, who won the millionaire? The, the millionaire. Yeah, tell us. The about millionaire that. was a a modest scoring. There, two hundred thirty seven point oh six points, and it was Megan Joy. So that could have been some chick from who knows where. Uh, congratulations to her, or it could have been some guy named Megan. <laughs> uh, anyway, good job on them. Now they had a. a I guess I'm not surprised when I look this up. We were talking last week about trying to find a way to stack the Rams Detroit game because everybody liked the Rams players. Well, they found a way. They went Stafford Cup, Van Jefferson for the double stack, come back with Swift, and it worked. At the end of the day, it worked out. They they paired it with uh, Godwin had a good game. They had them on their team. Uh, Damian Harris had a good game. Yeah, that's they also had him. Um, uh, Terry McLaurin, and then uh, Moreau, who I, they, I mean, they had to have been paying attention because I don't know when they said that uh, Waller wasn't going to play, but I know I missed it on one of my fantasy teams because I had a busy week last week. Um, I know I missed it. It might have been earlier than I expect, but anyway, they went with Moreau, got a real cheap deal there for him, and he had a good week. All I uh, heard was, I'm not dedicated to fantasy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Tampa Bay's defense is scored <laughs> them 21 points. You hated that comment so I didn't. Much. I just brushed it off <laughs> like it didn't exist. Um, uh, so overall, again, I've said this probably six of the seven weeks. A stack and a double stack of some kind with a comeback player is absolutely the formula. You just got to mm-hmm. find the right game. Right. You got to find and the right Look for that, that game that you think is going to score a lot of points and see if you can get a couple players on that game. Yeah. Any prediction on what you think that game is going to be this week? Well, you know, last week I predicted it to be Kansas City and Tennessee. One team came to play. Yeah, the other one didn't. So that kind of screwed me over on my team. Right. Uh, well, I was pretty confident about it. So anyway, looking at it this week, um, if I had to take a guess, like, it it's it is tough. Let's see. What do I, what game do I like the best? Um, do you have one in mind while I'm looking through this? I mean, I this is where I'm going to have my stack. I already mentioned it. Tannehill, Brown, Pittman. I think it's that Tennessee Indianapolis game. Okay, I like it. I like that's going to be one that I'm going to be targeting pretty good. Another sneaky one: Washington, Denver. I think that one has a little bit of sneaky uh, shootout potential. Oh, I think the exact opposite for Washington and Denver. I think that one's going to be really boring, really low scoring. 
Uh, I do like a little bit of the Tampa New Orleans game because it's hard to hold down Tom Brady, even though Tampa's uh, or New Orleans uh, defense is pretty good. I'm not jumping over that one with, you know, fits of joy or anything like that. Um, I want a piece of Buffalo. So I think a little bit of a, a, a shootout, so to speak, not that Miami's going to be that much into it, but if I'm looking at, you know, creating that, that double stack and having some kind of a player coming back, I don't think it's a terrible call to go with like a Jacecki coming back or even a Waddle coming back in that game, even though he's, he's got some, some issues with the players he'll be going up against. And it does not hurt to go and look at like Vegas insider and see uh, what are the lines on these games? Cause Vegas does have a little bit of insight in terms of what uh, kind of over under potential there is here. Yep. You mentioned Buffalo, Miami, that one's uh, at 49. Um, same thing, Tennessee, Indianapolis, 49 and the tops of the games that we'll be picking from this week. You already mentioned as well, New Orleans, Tampa Bay at 50. Yeah. Yeah, so those I mean, those like, are your three and one that highest scoring sneak games. Up on you. I'm going to mention right. this one real quick, just as one that could sneak up on you because you've already kind of hit those ones. One that could sneak up on you, and let me tell you why in a second, is Carolina Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason I, I say that is last couple of games for Atlanta 30 to 28, 27 to 20, 30 to 34. They also had a forty-eight to twenty-five game, right? So you're talking. They've they've been involved in a lot of high-scoring affairs, and Carolina, with as stout as their defense has been, to really to start the season, has given up a ton of points the last couple of weeks overall. So just a game that could potentially, you know, sneak up on you a little bit. Uh, something to think about as you're prepping your team. So that's it for tonight. That's it. That's all we got. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.